Hi, and welcome to the Horizon Church podcast. Horizon Church is a Christ-centred, Word-based and Spirit-led church. We are so happy to bring this week's message to you. And on behalf of our pastors, Brad and Ali Bonhomme and the Horizon Church team, we pray it's a blessing to you. Well, we're going to get straight into it today. We've got a lot of announcements to make about the goodness of God and the things that we are believing God for as a church in 2022. So if you have your Bibles, if you could turn with me, please, to the book of John, the Gospel of John, chapter 11, and we are going to read from verse 1. John chapter 11, verse 1. We just want to honour our St. Andrew's family as well, and uh, can't wait to be out at St. Andrew's very, very soon myself. John chapter 11, verse 1. When you've got it, can I have a good amen? Amen. Now, I know it's hard with masks to give feedback, but come on, we're a feedback church here at Horizon Church, so do your best. John chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair. Interestingly, that event had not actually happened yet but it had impacted the believers so much that it was written about before it actually happened. Amen. (laughs) Whose brother Lazarus was sick, verse 3. Therefore the sisters sent to him saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love. Now I just want you to think about that for a moment. Jesus had a love for Lazarus. Greek word is the word phileo, brotherly love. City of Philadelphia, which of course is the city of brotherly love. That's where the word Philadelphia comes from. Jesus loved Lazarus. And the messenger says that Lazarus was sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha. That word is agape. Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. Now, we're kind of getting the picture of the dynamics of this relationship. This was a deep love. This was a bond. This was a connection that Jesus had with this beautiful family. Verse 6, again, when he heard that he was sick, watch this, he stayed (laughs) two more days in the place where he was. We all know what it's like to have a late friend. The person who, for whatever reason, no matter what time the appointment or the catch-up is supposed to be, they seem to come a half an hour or an hour late. Now, the problem that I have with the platform is I can't tell you who my late friends are because that would not be very nice and I would not be demonstrating the fruit of the Spirit. But I can tell you, I know late people. I won't go there. Anyway, and whenever I meet certain individuals, I know, always add an extra 30 minutes. Come on, who has a late friend this morning? I love being on time. I, I just have a passion that you must be on time. In fact, I teach my children, Tori and Wade, 
that if you are on time, this is how, I mean, I'm kind of, you know, my house becomes a bit of a leadership cauldron. And I say to my kids that in fact, if you are on time, you are actually late. And all those who love being early, give God a hand of praise right now. Because promotion is coming in your direction. I just needed to release that just for a moment. And this messenger arrives with news that Jesus' dear friend, Lazarus, was sick. We see in the first four, five or six verses that we just read this morning that twice it says that Jesus loved Lazarus. He loved this family, but something bizarre happens in John chapter five or John chapter 11, excuse me, verse five and six. It says, Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed. Loved, but he stayed two more days. Now, this is bizarre. Because if you have someone, a dear friend that you love, a messenger comes to you and says, your friend, like this family that you're really close to, he's on the brink of death. And you have the power to heal him. But Jesus stays. The schedule of events would look something like this, just to kind of help us get a little bit of an understanding this morning. Day one, the messenger arrives. And unfortunately, on that day, Lazarus dies. Day two, the messenger returns to Bethany. Day three, Jesus waits another day. Then he departs. Day four, Jesus arrives in Bethany. These past two years, we've experienced delay after delay. I don't know about you. I said this uh, here at Sutherland, I think it was two weeks ago, that on the 31st of December, 2021, New Year's Eve, I was like, goodbye, coronavirus. We have had enough of you. Get behind me, no more. And it was around that time that this thing called Omicron, this variant, decided to make itself known. And I don't know about you, but I kind of just got a little bit disappointed. And I'm like, God, come on. We want to move forward as the church. We want to move forward with our lives. But this whole thing just seems to be delayed. John chapter 11, verse 32 says that when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, Jesus arrived, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, watch this, you hear Mary's disappointment. If you had been here, my brother would not have died. If is such a big word. In other words, she's saying, Imagine what might have been if you had been here. In other words, Mary's saying to Jesus, Jesus, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the delay. I'm disappointed that when we sent the messenger to you, you never actually came. You know that we love you. We know that you love us. We have a close bond, a beautiful relationship, but you chose not to come if only. 
Don't know if you've had if only experiences or moments in your life where you've thought, if only God, if only he had kept that person away, if only he had stopped me from heading in a certain direction. And Mary's saying, if only, I would not be disappointed. And we find Martha and Mary confronted, watch this, by delay, which led to disappointment, discouragement, despair, and eventually death. We've been through this season of loss. We've been through a season of delay. Come on, somebody. We've been through a season of disappointment. Family holidays thrown up in the air. Some of you, sadly, like me, my family, had coronavirus. Some of you, your work circumstances have changed, had to work from home for a whole period of time. Perhaps it's affected your business. Delay, disappointment, discouragement. And I would dare to say, church, that it's actually getting to the point of despair. We need human interaction. We need a bit of normality in our lives. We need our kids at school. We need our kids to experience school, watch this, without masks. That's not normal. Now, I'm not saying I'm against that decision. There's wisdom in certain decisions. But I don't want my kids for the next X amount of years not being able to interpret facial expressions And that's no one's fault. That's not the government's fault. But it's not right. Delay. Disappointment. Discouragement. A little bit of despair. Look around the room today. This is not a normal Horizon Church Vision Sunday. If this was a normal Horizon Church Vision Sunday, this place would be packed. But we have people who are in isolation, they're at home, and many who've not been able to see family. This week on the news, some of you would have seen in the aged care facilities, aged elderly people being locked away to protect them. How sad. Where are you, God? We've prayed prayers. We sent the messenger to you to come and help us and heal us and set us free. But you just seem to be taking your time. Amen. Come on, church, help me this morning. So how does Jesus then respond to this situation? I mean, so much so that Jesus just is in this relaxed, I'll take my time. When I'm ready, <laughs> I'll come. <laughs> How many of you know God's very cool? <laughs> He's relaxed. And we see in the Passion, in John chapter 11, verse 33, Jesus comes and it says, the scripture says, when Jesus looked at Mary. That's us. We're the ones. Experience delay, disappointment. 
Alison and I have not seen our family in Perth in Western Australia for more than two years now. My dad's elderly. I don't know how long he's got. Jesus looks at us. He saw her weeping at his feet. And all her friends who were with her grieving. Look at the heart of God towards us this morning, church. Come on now. Come on. Stay with me now. Let him who has ears to hear, hear. He shuddered with emotion and was deeply moved with tenderness and compassion. He's moved with profound sorrow by our delays, our disappointments. When you suffer loss, no doubt our God is moved. When you hurt, He's grieved. When you are in distress, the Father heart of God, it aches. Of course, we know the shortest verse in the Bible, John chapter 11, verse 35, Jesus wept. You think God's happy with everything that's gone on? Absolutely not. His heart grieves. He weeps over us because He knows how much we need each other. We need a bit of normality. He's truly a man of sorrows and acquainted with our grief. Isaiah 53, verse 3. Jesus says to the people, John chapter 11, verse 39, take away the stone. I want to prophesy over you today. We may have experienced delay, disappointment, death of a dream, hardship in vision, but I want you to know that the Lord has issued a command. Take away the stone. Something has shifted in the supernatural. Something has moved in the atmosphere. There's a movement in the Spirit and God is speaking to His people and He says, go forward. Take away the stone. Martha's response was so interesting. She says, Lord, I'm, I mean, he's a dead brother. And by this time, watch this, there is a stench. Are you sure you want us, like, you know, it stinks a little bit. You know, delay, denial, disappointment, left long enough, starts to smell a little bit. We no longer have the fragrance of worship that we once used to have. You know, in the Old Testament, the book of Leviticus, every day there were sacrifices. And as you know, dead animal, side of the road, windows up, it stinks. <laughs> but it was coupled with incense. And every day, the priests used to burn incense, which is a symbolic of worship, prayer, encounter. Day and night, night and day, let incense arise. Too much sacrifice without worship starts to smell. You can sacrifice, but never lose your worship. Because it might look the part, but it's like... 
There's a stench. A dream has died. Denial. If only you would have been here. I was excited to come back to church. I was excited to be in the presence of God, but it's been a while with the stuff that we've had to deal with as a church, city, family, as a nation. It's gone on. And maybe for some of us, the dream, the vision, the thing that you desired in God has been dead so long. Just like Martha, you're saying, Lord, there's a bit of a stench. Perhaps the marriage has been so difficult that there's a stench. Perhaps the relationship that you were believing that God would restore and resolve has been dead so long that there's a stench. But how many of you know that in the purposes of God, God has a method. He reveals there's a reversal, but there's always a restoration. It was revealed to Moses. He went into the wilderness for 40 years, reversal. But one day he had a burning bush experience and he was restored. You may feel like you're in a reversal. You may feel like there's a stench. You may feel like, Lord, I can't even feel your presence. But there's a restoration that's coming. And Jesus declares himself in John chapter 11, verse 25. He said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He declares himself to be the resurrection and the life. And he brings the doctrine of resurrection out of the shadows into the light because Martha says, I know he will rise again one day. She had limited understanding of the resurrection and Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. Watch this. He who believes in me, though he shall die, he will live. The stone's been rolled away. The stone is being moved. I can almost feel prophetically the prayers of the saints of God have touched His heart and the stone is being removed. And there's a resurrection that's coming. There's been denial, delay, disappointment, if only. But just like Mary and Martha, you and I, there is a resurrection that's coming. This whole story is a beautiful story of Christianity. Because when Lazarus was raised from the dead, watch this, he's having dinner with Jesus. Speaks about a communion with him. Martha, she was serving. Speaks about our service to the Lord. And where was Mary? At the feet of Jesus. Woo! 
come on now. That's us. That's you and I. There's a resurrection that's coming for you, for your family, for broken relationships. Watch this, this is a word for someone right now. Even for lost finances. A resurrection is coming. And at 2022 at Horizon Church, we declare that this year will be the year of restoration. Come on, who believes it? He's gonna restore, He's gonna restore, He's gonna restore, He's gonna restore to you. Now watch this. You can restore a car. You can restore a house. You can restore a piece of furniture. But there's only one thing Almighty God can restore. Joel chapter 2 verse 25 says, So I will restore to you the years. Come on. I will restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten or the swarming locusts. For some of you, you've suffered with a health challenge for years. And I feel the Word of the Lord for us in restoration is that He will restore to you the years. Come on, quality. The Bible says the thief comes to steal, to kill and to destroy. John chapter 10, verse 10, I have come to give you life. That Greek word is the word zoe, where we get the girl's name Zoe. But Zoe just does not mean life, it means quality of life. I'll restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. Come on, that's the word for somebody this morning. God's restorative power is so amazing that for Job, when he had lost, that God gave him double for his trouble. And the Scripture says in Job chapter 42, verse 10, the Lord gave Job. Come on, is there a Job this morning? The Lord, come on, we need faith this morning. The Lord gave Job twice as much. Twice as much. Isaiah 61 verse seven says, instead of your shame, you shall have double honour. His restorative power is so amazing. <laughs> That little Zacchaeus, short Zacchaeus, all the short people said, <laughs> great things come in, small packages. <laughs> he couldn't see Jesus, so he climbs up the sycamore fig tree. He sees Jesus, Zacchaeus, today we're gonna hang out. Jesus and Zacchaeus are hanging out, having food at Zacchaeus' house. People get upset. Hold on, Jesus is with a tax collector. And just with that one experience that Zacchaeus has with Jesus, he said, Lord, if I have cheated anybody, come on, he says, if I have cheated people on their taxes, watch this, I will give four times. Come on, I will give them back four times as much. Not only can God give you double, but if you've been cheated, your reputation has been marred. A business deal of some sort over the years that went wrong. Come on, 
the stone's been rolled away. And the Lord says, I'm gonna give you four times as much. His restorative power is so amazing that in Proverbs chapter six, come on, claim this today. You need to claim it. Proverbs chapter six, verse 31 says, the thief, he must pay back seven times what he stole. So you have multiplication of two, multiplication of four, and on this occasion, a multiplication of seven. Come on, here's the point. In the Bible, restoration is always in abundance. Restoration is over and above. God's restorative power is so amazing that He gives you back more than what you actually lost. Come on, can you say Amen? The stone was rolled away. Jesus prays. And the Scripture says in John chapter 11, verse 43, when He had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice. Come on, this is your Word today. This is your restoration. This is your year of restoration. Lazarus, come out. They didn't speak the Word. Here we go. Jesus did. He's spoken over you. He's spoken over your family. He's spoken over that lost situation. He's spoken over that marriage. He's spoken over that damaged relationship. He's spoken over your finances. He's even spoken over your health. And He has said, Lazarus, come out. I just think about it for a moment. Imagine being Lazarus. He's dead for four days. What a conversation at dinner in John chapter 12. Come on, somebody. What an awesome dinner. Sorry, Lazarus, tell us everything. <laughs> Lazarus comes out. The Bible says he was bound hand and foot. And he says to the church, loose him, let him go. We're all gonna be a part of each other's restoration. The laying on of hands on the shoulder on Sunday night, declaring the Word of the Lord. On a Sunday morning, experiencing the power and the presence of God in worship. And a Word is spoken. Jesus said, my words are spirit and they are life. There's a restoration that's coming to you, to your home. For too long, things have been stolen. For too long, you've gone through that circumstance. For too long. And the Lord says, I'm gonna restore to you the years that the locusts have eaten. With our ever expanding vision, this restorative heart that God's given to Horizon Church to restore the community, 
to restore the people of God, to restore broken walls. We had a vision in our heart when we were contacted, I was contacted by Pastor Adrian and Kathy Gray. St Andrews became this, wow, that was a left field conversation. But we knew in our heart that God was calling us to the southwest of Sydney. And one day when I was praying, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, send your best, send Pastor Christy and Andrew to be the campus pastors of Horizon St Andrews. And I called Christy up one day and I said, hey Christy, would you mind going and checking out this building for us please? She said as she drove, I knew, I knew what Pastor Brad was gonna ask me to do. And Horizon St Andrews has become this beautiful community of people where souls have been saved, where a youth group has been established. There's been growth, there's been increase and new families have been added to our church. And I have a wonderful announcement to make about Horizon St Andrews today. We met as a board on Wednesday morning. The growth has been so wonderful at Horizon St Andrews, a stable and a consistent growth that we now need to prepare for the future. And I'd like to announce this morning that this will be the last year in the current facility at Horizon St Andrews because we will be searching for a larger and a bigger facility to make provisions for hospitality. Horizon St Andrews is generational. He's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac and He's the God of Jacob. And we wanna see young people and families added to the Kingdom of God and that will be happening in 2022. So Horizon St Andrews, we need you to pray. Andrew Hanna, one of our board members, and Gary MacArthur have been asked by our board to start searching for a larger facility that can take care of our kids' ministry, our youth ministry, and everything in between, and young families and mums and dads. Can you say amen? Amen. amen. with this restorative heart that God's given to us as a church to bring healing to communities. We are also witnessing remarkable growth happening in the western suburbs of Sydney. In West Sydney, the population has expanded rapidly and the emergence of Parramatta as a major business district. I am pleased to announce today that Horizon Church will be starting a new campus in West Sydney. Experts predict that the population will increase by 75% by 2041. This diverse and global community is mainly comprised of young adults and young professionals. Did you know that it has the third largest economy in Australia? There are many people that need to be one to Christ. Many that need the love of Jesus. Many that need to be restored. And that'll be happening in 2022. Can you say Amen? All right, time's running out. We need to keep going. I'm gonna hand it over to Pastor Christy. She's gonna make this announcement. 
Thank you, Pastor Brad. Um, in the theme of campuses and just the expansive growth that God sees to reach souls in all different regions, we had we have a, an incredible couple in Natalie and Matthew Thistlewade at St Andrews, and they've been engaged in a work for over a decade in Indonesia on the island of Roti. Um, they've been working in the area of development uh, in not-for-profit and raising the standard. But um, they came on the journey of St Andrews, and um, they they were here during lockdown and and God stirred their hearts to be a part of the St Andrews team. As well as that, they've been walking a journey with Pastor Brad and Pastor Ali, discussing the possibility about what God may be doing on the Indonesian island of Roddy. So it's my absolute pleasure to announce that Horizon will have her first international campus in Indonesia. And that will be Horizon Indonesia, Ruddy Island, right? Um, Nat and Matt have felt the only way that lives are truly transformed is through the power of Jesus Christ in the local church. Can we give them a hand? So good. How exciting. A year of restoration. Two years ago, we felt in our hearts that God was placing the southwest of WA uh, and uh, or placing in our hearts, uh, you know what I mean, southwest WA in our hearts. There we go, <laughs> proper English. <laughs> and Roger and I went down there. We checked it out. We met with some of the pastors to show integrity. We weren't there to sheep steal. We were there to see people come to Christ. That's always our heart. And any church, I think, that goes somewhere. They're not there to see people leave one church to go to another. We go there because we want to see people one to Christ. So we made a decision to meet with every pastor before we ever made that decision so that we would show integrity. And every single pastor in that region said, we bless you, you're most welcome. Well, how many of you know He's a God of miracles? Because in it all, there was a location that we really wanted. <laughs> and Roger and I drove everywhere looking for locations and we couldn't find any. But the best location was already taken. Well, that church that was meeting in there, sadly, the pastor uh, had to have emergency surgery. Uh, it was gonna be a long-term recovery. Matt and Lee were already in Dunsborough, our campus pastors there at the time. The pastors in that location contacted us and they said, it's an emergency situation. We've spoken to our church oversight. It was a small congregation. And they said, we would, we're just gonna ask, would you be able to take over our congregation? Because we have no one to pastor it. It was the best location in the area. There are kids' facilities. It's air-conditioned. It's got an industrial kitchen. I mean, it was like, wow, this is God. So we started Horizon Campus. Those people came and joined our plan. We've seen it grow in Dunsborough, Western Australia. Then lockdowns came. And uh, Premier McGowan, well, 
doesn't like Sydney people coming to his state at this point in time. <laughs> but it grew and it's grown. And Matt and Lee have done the most amazing job. But Matt, our campus pastor, is also a full-time engineer. He's fairly senior in the Water Corp in Western Australia. And with the growth and him being a dad, having to travel up to Perth uh, most weeks, it was a bit of a struggle. And they came to us and said, uh, the, the juggle's getting a bit, bit too much. Can you help us? It was during that time that Alison and I went on our sabbatical. And every single day, for some reason, now I know why, <laughs> there's one person I could not stop thinking about. I think about all of you, and I love all of you, but this person was special. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit, Alison's my witness, I said to her, I can't stop thinking about Shane Martin. And I think, I think that God is calling Shane and Serena and their girls to head to the south of WA to become our campus pastors in Dunsborough. The good news is, is that Matt and Lee aren't going anywhere. Uh, they are planted and they wanna build. I approach Shane and Serena, and Alison and I chatted with them and Alison had numerous long conversations with Serena on the phone talking about it. And in the end, it landed. This was God. And so, Tomorrow morning, <laughs> like not in three months time, tomorrow morning, Shane and Serena jump on a plane and they fly to Perth. Ladies and gentlemen, can we please put our hands together for Shane and Serena Martin. We're gonna pray for them today. We're gonna send them out with blessing and the anointing and the touch of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' Name. Shane, grab a microphone, man. You need a mic. There we go. There you go. Who loves Shane and Serena? Shane, tell us the story. Pastor Pratt, thank you, church. <clears throat> what a journey. Well, um, it was actually the beginning of last year that God put on Serena I's heart that I felt something in 22 is gonna happen. I don't know what it is. But just let's see what God does. And praying, just doing our thing. And Pastor Brad gives me a call in October. I said, Shane, you've been on my heart. And I'm like, wow, you know, what is it? <laughs> and um, we went through this journey of um, God really speaking to us. And over the next six to eight weeks, processing what Pastor Brad had, had when I chatted about about Dunsborough. And, and just, I said, God, this is huge. It needs to make sense um, uh, to some degree. <laughs> it needs to, you know, these big rocks need to fall into place. Our job, um, the kids for good schooling, uh, even a house. Now these are big, big rock asks. These are miracle, you know. And our jobs, we got a house. Got a kid for the school for the kids. God is faithful, church. He's good. Just trust Him. There's a season and there's a time, there's a kairos moment. And 
we're in the Kairos moment of God and we're seeing the hand of God. We're so thankful for Pastor Matt and Lee and God's building and built a great relationship with us on Zoom of all places. And we're really looking forward to being with them. They've been so kind. And I just have to really shout out to Pastor Matt and Lee and Sean and Kay, their prayers, the team over in Dunsborough. Thank you. You know, you're all part of this miracle. We have people praying on this side and that side and the intercession team and the legion, everyone here praying. And we stand in the miracles and the answers to prayer right now. You know, so what, what a, you know, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you to Brad and Alison for um, listening to God, trusting us. And um, it's definitely been a faith journey for us. And even just getting to WA, it's definitely been like a hurdle one after the other trying to get through into the state. But we really believe for, um, yeah, God's just, this is just the start of um, a journey for us. And we, we love the Dunsborough community and the church there. And we know that there's a powerful move of God that's um, already there and it's just going to keep flowing and it's moving here and in all the campuses. We're, we're very, very appreciative of that. So, yeah. Good, so good. Well, I'm going to ask Alison to come and join me on the platform. And church, we're going to pray for Shane and Serena. As I said, they are literally flying out 9 o'clock tomorrow morning, 9.20 to be precise. So when you see the plane go over your house, just declare the blessing <laughs> in Jesus' Name. Are you ready to pray, church? Uh, I'm gonna ask Alison if she could lead us in prayer. Amen. Father God, we just thank You, God. You are a faithful, faithful God. And Lord, You've prepared and planned and paved the way for Shane and Serena, God, for such a time as this, God. Father, we thank You that great days lie ahead for them as a couple, as a family, and for the community of Horizon Church, Dunsborough. Oh God, we just pray, Father, for a smooth transition for them. God, we thank You, God, that the hearts of the people, God, Lord, would just be aligned with theirs, Father. And God, we thank You, God, that there will be an incredible anointing upon them to see souls saved. God, we declare that that community, that town, God, would be changed by the presence and the touch of Jesus Christ. God, people who have been away from You for years, God, Lord, would be restored to relationship with You, God. We thank You for restoration in that town. We thank You for restoration in that region, God. And Father, we just declare, God, that this will be an incredible, season in the life of Shane and Serena, God. We thank You, God, for Your faithfulness over them and over the people of Horizon Dunsborough. God, we just declare Your blessing over Lee and Matt and their family as well, God. And we declare that the best days are ahead for Horizon Dunsborough. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. For more info about Horizon Church, please visit our website at hz.church. Have a fantastic day and we hope to see you again soon.